0: This is Sport Ireland Campus, and here is where it all starts. From the little ones learning, to the high-performance athletes leading. Here we go to play, to practice, to progress. Here is where communities and the nation come together, to compete, to win, and to belong. Here we go to the next level, then on to the world stage. This is Sport Ireland Campus, and here we go. Visit sportirelandcampus.ie to be a part of it. Now, also this week uh, coming, we're going to be finding out What the summer is going to look like. Neff, it's going to meet on Thursday and then we're due to get an update from the government on Friday. So what might be in store for us when it comes to travel and when are we going to get inside a pub or a restaurant? Well, for more on this, I'm joined by Dermot MacDonald, who's the owner of the Cross Guns Gastro Pub in Castletown Kilpatrick in Navan, Claire Nash, owner of Nash 19 Restaurant and director of the Cork Business Association and Paul Hackett, CEO of Click & Go Travel Business and a board member of the Irish Travel Agents Association. Good morning to you all, Dermot, um, I might come to you Morning. first. Um, pubs, we're seeing there's some pieces written in the papers today. First uh, week in July, I suppose. W- what are you hoping to hear from the government's plan this week, Paul? Or Dermot, sorry.
1: Um, well, I suppose, Susan, um, primarily I'm hoping to get some certainty. Mm.
0: Um,
1: we need we need a roadmap um, and the road has to lead to indoor dining. Um I suppose what we've been doing since we closed in December is merely a, a subsistence existence. Um, we've been doing takeaway, but we are in rural Ireland. Um, yeah,
0: it's with hard. A small,
1: a small attachment. It's very much harder. Mm. Uh, but nevertheless, we did it to keep our, to service our, our 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 customers and also to keep our um, staff team together. Uh, but the reality is um, that we're probably facing into. The biggest uncertainty now, because as as I stand here, I'm looking out um, just a couple of miles from my pub and it's flashing rain. And th- that uncertainty is almost as great an uncertainty as the COVID itself from a business perspective, because we're spending vast amounts of money on renovating outdoor areas um, for um, outdoor dining, when the reality is in Ireland, outdoor dining is a really, really difficult thing to get right. Yeah, it's a Um, tough one, isn't it? Because
0: people are really, you know, really, really anxious to go out and have something to eat and, you know, not have to cook ourselves. I know I feel that way myself, but the weather, like, I mean, you can't sit outside and the uncertainty around that, I can totally appreciate that that must be just a complete pain.
1: Well, the reality for us is that, you know, on a Friday evening at 5pm, we could have 30 or 40 or 50 people booked in for outdoor dining, probably the max we can facilitate uh, given the pent-up demand. Um, But by 7 p.m., we could have 40 or 50 cancellations because of the weather. And and that is the reality of uh, living in Ireland. Um, It contributes to our um, green surroundings but it's going to make outdoor dining really, really difficult.
0: Mm. Um, Jarma, we have heard some detail in terms of, you know, the fact that this nine euro meal will be done away with, some talk about, you know, a reduced social distancing, you know, six people at a table, you know, they won't have to be from the same family or the same household and no time limit. What, what's your take on those bits or are there some of those things that you do really want to see that will be of a particular priority for you?
1: Well, I mean... um you know if it's if it's safe to reduce the the um the the, the social distancing um, measures that were put in place great, because that means we can facilitate more people um you know some of the other measures didn't necessarily work against us i mean you know the the 9 euro minimum spend it certainly cut out people coming in and taking a table and having a pint and you know um not ta- buying any food um so it, it did work to our advantage in the industry that way um and you know in in some ways i'd be sorry to see it go uh because we're going to have to you know we're going to have a small number of tables that we're going to have to maximize the return on um so um food for us um is certainly the best way to achieve that
0: yeah it's a good point actually um claire let me bring you in claire nash there, owner of nash 19 um <clears throat> similarly to dermot i suppose those measures that we're hearing that we might get clarity on this week what what out of that is a priority for you i've heard other restaurants say that eat the time limit also the way dermot was saying there the nine euro meal was helpful in some ways the time limit was also helpful for a lot of restaurant owners because they knew they could get people in and i suppose get them out and get another group of people in
2: Yes, good morning. That time limit, I mean, it's something that worked the last time. And, you know, we were all very much in the the fear model of COVID and, uh, you know, cross-contamination and um, just zero vaccinations. But if we can go back to last year, this time last year, we all spent a lot of money getting our indoors ready for safer trading. And not just downstairs, but also, you know, back of house, upstairs, our kitchens. We all invested greatly in safer working models for our staff. We've been back now. Um, We had a very good Christmas, let's say, with two good months last year, all indoors, a little outdoors. And now we're getting outdoors, which, you know, as Dermot says this morning, I don't think you'd have many people sitting outdoors this morning, albeit Mm. on Prince Street where we are, we're going to be covered and we're going to be heated. But the model has to be the balanced model of indoors and outdoors. And what we're hoping for next week is that when the government opens hotels and let hotels fail. There'll be double occupancy, most, you know, in most rooms. They're going to spill out onto our streets. We need capacity to feed them. Yesterday in the city, we had a really, really busy day. I, You know, at the end of the day, as in people on the street, mm. we'd where to feed them. You know, we couldn't look after them. You're building into the antisocial behaviour then as the evenings go on. Like, this is a greater worry for us in the business association, than you know it is for me personally in the restaurant. But just to get back to the restaurants, we have really relied or you know lived on absolute subsistence for the last five or six months. We have this warehouse debt coming behind us, and what I'm hoping that the government will give us is not only a plan for reopening, they have to match it re- with reopening indoors quickly, seen as every other hotel which has probably a coffee shop, restaurant, main dining room. Mm. You know they've a multiplicity, and some of them even have the horse boxes at their hotels now. You know, we need a bit of rationale and just a bit of fair trading. Let us all put our shoulder to the wheel to get open safely and and have the country vaccinated.
0: Claire, let me ask you a little bit about uh, staff because there's been a lot of talk as well that people in your industry are finding it very hard to get staff, get staff back. People have either gone to different industries because the restaurants have been closed for so long. How are you finding that situation?
2: Yeah, but we started the process eight weeks ago um, and we hired both um, locally. We obviously we hired any of our staff that could come back or wanted to come back. And those two words, could and want, um, is really where the you know where the issue is lying and the problem is lying. Um, it's very hard to bring staff back for you know not full hours and expect them to work for four or five hundred euro. Uh, you know we always you know we get the pup payment or the ewss for them. But why would they come back realistically having had zero working hours for 3.50? Why would they come back when they don't have the full hours? And also, a lot of them have migrated to other industries. Heartbreakingly, I read that one of our very good restaurants here in Kinsale, his front of house man has gone to a hotel because they can actually get the hours. I interviewed a couple of people last week for um, pastry positions and one said only if he's guaranteed the hours. Um, You know, we're caught in a you know a tricky situation that you're trying to navigate your way through not being too ready and not being over um over confident that you will have these hours to trade because if you only have x amount of tables outside which is what we look like we're only going to have until what six more weeks five more weeks and that's been very pessimistic um or optimistic but you know you just won't have the work for them and also i have new staff hired and we're trying to build our new menus they they just are frustrated at the lack of the get-go at the lack of you know as we call it up the walls or the slam there's none of it and they're you know they're literally playing with food at the moment trying to develop new menus but that the only reason why i have done that, Siobhan, is to hold my team and have my team ready because when it starts it will start but it's this warehouse step behind us what's happening with it the government have given us zero zero confidence that those supports will be there for us. They've given us nothing to start as in a grant to get reopened again. And here, everything in our stores, everything except baking powder and baking soda, had to go out. Sultanas, that was it. Even my Coca-Cola went off in the five months. It's been adidas such, adidas
0: yeah it's fired. been it's been such it's a long time. Accurate. Um but let me bring yeah. Paul Hackett in. Paul, good morning to you. Um Paul, it, it seems this week we're hearing there was a lot of progress made on the EU side of things in terms of facilitating travel within the group. But we're hearing August has been mentioned by the Thornish certainly uh, this week and others as being a more realistic time for us here in Ireland. What what's your view on that? Why are we late to the game, do you think?
3: Good morning, Susan. It's it really is difficult for us to understand what's going on with the government and their communication piece here. We are in a totally different space than we were this time last year. We already have 45% of the population vaccinated and we're going to have 82% vaccinated by June. And we have the EU digital COVID certs coming on board. We do not understand why these are not being implemented in full. A couple of things quick, quickly that the travel industry need. We need clarity from the government on a plan. They need to implement the digital certs in full they need to remove all travel restrictions in full. They need to understand that this is safe to do because the World Health Organization came out on Thursday and said the EMA approved vaccines are effective against the variants. So we have a totally different environment. We have an environment that can be respectful of public health guidelines. And we have an industry that has about 400,000 people. Like I'm a travel agent. We have travel agents up and down this country. We have aviation sector, we have airport workers, airlines, hotels, restaurants, my colleagues there, Dermot and Claire, talking about it. They too are dependent on travel mm. restarting because it's not just the bucket and spade going on holidays, it's the inbound as well. It's business travel, it's visiting friends and relatives. Taoiseach said two weeks ago that, you know, we, we, we cannot remain sealed off forever, that we're an interconnected global island. Two weeks on, we have nothing.
0: So you would like that clarity around the digital certs on Thursday and, uh, you know, the lifting of any of the restrictions. I suppose what's the the impact, Paul, for people in terms of you know, that certainty, I think, the level of how important it is when it comes to travel. I mean, it's one thing to book yourself a table in a restaurant. I know it's really unhelpful then if it rains and people cancel it. But people will do that, whereas people are less inclined to want to book a holiday that they might have to cancel. So I suppose because it's a bigger commitment, it's more expensive. Is this uncertainty just putting a lot of people off and saying, do you know what? I'll leave this summer. We'll do it next summer.
3: It it, it totally is. Consumers, there's a tiny level of booking. You know, somebody once described it it the other week to me as the life support machine is beating. That's just about it. I was listening enviously to your colleague there, Claire, talking about being busy at Christmas and having some trading last summer. Travel agents have had zero trading for 14 months. When we restart, it's going to be possibly six to nine months before we generate the income from the bookings that come in now. So we're almost looking at two years of zero income. And we, as Claire said, no clarity on supports. But coming back to the bookings, consumers won't book without certainty. It's simple. Like, we have all had travel plans cancelled in the last year, and nobody wants to make new travel plans unless they know that this is going to happen. And, you know, we have IBM and Salesforce working on the digital search program for the government. This is nothing to do with the HSE hack. This can go ahead. They were very effective working on the vaccine portal, and, and we can see that in the vaccine rollout. So we have everything ready. We have the tech piece ready. We have an EU cross EU solution. What's holding back the government? The vaccines are effective against the variants. There just is no excuse.
0: Okay, well, we'll see how this week plays out. As I said, there, Neffet uh, meeting on Thursday, and then we are expecting an announcement from the government on Friday. But Paul Hackett, CEO of Click and Go, and before Paul, we spoke to Claire Nash, their owner of the Nash 19 restaurant in Cork, and Dermot Macdonald who owns the Cross Guns Gastro Pub in Navan in County Mead. <laughs>
3: Hello there, he's Aiden Power. And he's Simon Delaney And you know what we've teamed up to bring you a new Go Out Original podcast. That's isn't? right, it is called Go Out Selects and it yeah. does yeah. what it yeah. says on the tin. We will curate, review and recommend
1: the best movies, podcasts, music, gigs, games, foods, things, and all. And anyways, join us every Wednesday. So don't forget you get the episode first on the Go Out app.
2: Go out Selects. Brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive, and unmissable content only on Sky. Go out!